can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get down. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton Hopperfield, who at this point is the uh, Lightfoot Halfling Ranger. Time to go back to Wayslaw with me, Dungeon Master Dave, Seth, Chris, George, and Rachel as we explore Leaders and Legacies, a real play. 5e audio podcast we hope that 2022 is being nice to you and if it's not being nice to you at least hope it's letting you get proper amounts of self-care and sleep so now sit back relax and enjoy another episode of leaders and legacies Corin, what have you been doing while this is going on? Well, um, I- I'm like half pack mule at this point in time, so I'm still in horse form with all their packs. <laughs> so you've just been staring out to the night as you watch them set up camp? I'm like standing next to George. I'm like standing next to Stanton, like slowly nudging him with these saddlebags. Look, just sit in here. I can't speak. Yo, you can shoot back. <laughs> and none of you have speak with animal. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Okay. While while I've pulled the veteran, while I've pulled the two fixings out and everything else in this, I kind of look over and see that, uh, you know, and basically realize that we need to unload our friend here. So I start unloading him. I basically make sure that Fred's okay. And that's the reason why I made sure we had Stu, because I figured... We have to feed Fred. We have to feed Val. You know. We... Now is Fred Phil? Yes, Phil. Whoever, Phil, Fred. Yeah, I have a cat F- named F- Fred. <laughs> All right, it's a fuss sound. <laughs> you, have... you can fix us and post edit, can't you? I absolutely will. <laughs> Phil, 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 Phil. There, I get enough cuts. You can go from there. All right. So yeah, yeah. Roll, roll a perception check for me, George and Corin. Sixteen. Thirteen. Both of you would notice this about the same time as Stanton starts to talk about Phil. Phil isn't anywhere to be seen, which is odd for a giant. Okay. Uh, Thandor, have you seen Phil? No. I've been talking with our animal friend, our plant friend. Has Fezzik made it back to camp yet? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Val, have you seen Phil? Um, Giant Artemis. Yeah, he was with us until a little bit ago, but uh, I, I've been building a fire. Afraid, I'm afraid I didn't see him leave. He was with us when we arrived at this spot. Whose voice would Phil recognize the most? His mother's. Okay. Touche. Who in the party that's currently in this game right now would recognize whatever voice that Phil would recognize. Yeah, who's talked the most to Phil? It's probably Corin or Fezzik. Maybe Corin or myself. Or maybe Marcus. Mm-mm. Marcus only met him. Now, Marcus hasn't really met Phil yet. 
Okay. Oh. Well, all right. Well then, you know, and Marcus is actually kind of, you know, he's not disappeared. You you see him a little bit off to the side. He's doing a small religious ceremony. So yeah, he's like, no, I have not seen him either. As Corin is shifting, I'm going to go ahead and shift back into gnome form. How do we lose a 20 foot tall person? I don't know how we lost him. And it is in, for the most part, it was well lit up until just a moment ago. So he. And, and Val points out, he's like, he was standing right there. And you can see, yeah, Prince where he was standing. And they seem to go back down the trail a little bit. If Mark, all right, Marcus is doing something. So he's effectively staying in camp. Yes, yeah, he is going to finish up his prayers. Either Thandor or Corrin, come with me. Let's go look down a trail see if we can find him. I'll go with you since... Uh, put Thandor in the front, then I'll fall right behind him, and let's see if we can follow those new tracks of fills that have kind of backtracked to see if we can find him. Okay, and roll survival? Eight. 19. But Thandor's got rolled a 19. I think he's going to see him. Yeah, so Thandor, you spot, the, spot them right away, and they seem to be leading a little bit downhill around kind of a corner, a little bit to the east. And yeah, you know, there's a trail that you all probably wouldn't have noticed from up above, but that, you know, it's clear from his tracks that Phil noticed it. And there are also what appear to be your deer, deer tracks down below. Phil got hungry. Let's get a little closer and make sure he's okay. We should be quiet so we don't scare the deer away. Stealth it is. Okay, yeah, yeah, give me some stealth rolls. I think a 26 might work. Yep, yep, you're fairly stealthy. Andor, would you get a one? Eight. I'm at a disadvantage. Okay. Oh, that's right, yeah, you are wearing chainmail, aren't you? So, yeah, so with an eight, yeah, you, you make a little bit of noise in, into the night, uh, but uh, you can continue to follow the footprints down the trail. I guess uh, give me an investigation roll, or no, I guess perception would be more appropriate for listening. 22. Unnatural. Unnatural 20. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So you both kind of hear it at the same time. It sounds like uh, the muffled sounds of something big struggling. Something big struggling. So the idea is um, it could either be Phil's making something big struggle or Phil is struggling. Is the javelin of warning going off? Um, not, it only has a 30-foot range, so no, not yet. All right. Oh, I'm going to pull up my two... Uh, pull the hand axes out or pull the longbow out. Shoot. All right, longbow. I'm just going to prep my longbow and get ready to turn this corner. Pull that longbow out, and yeah, I guess you're going to sneak around. Do you want to stealth or... I'm going to stealth and go around the corner, yep. Okay. Give me another stealth roll. Come on. I will wait here. Uh, 26. I'm on a roll, okay. stealthy-wise. Yep. So, yeah, as you round the corner, it looks like further down the valley, you know, maybe a couple hundred yards out, there, there seems to be a big shape or maybe two big shapes that in the darkness seem to be struggling. The way you're making it sound is I really can't tell which one is Phil and which one isn't. Correct. What does Sandor see? Sandor sees you. I did not come around the corner because I make a lot of noise. Yeah, so he just sees you looking around the corner. Okay, well then I'm gonna I'm gonna try and draw a little closer. I'm gonna, I will. Uh... Yeah, with your 26, you can continue to move uh, forward closer, and the hills and mountains behind them aren't allowing much uh, moonlight in yet, so it's it's very hard to see. The interesting thing for you is that it, it doesn't sound like the the same pitched battle 
that you would expect to hear where he's fighting something for his life or its life. As you're getting closer, it almost sounds like giggling. Rose of passion? No, not passion. No, yeah, giggling. I was in play wrestling? Uh, possibly. Uh, let me make another stealth roll and get a little closer. I stumble in a bit of confusion trying to figure out exactly what's going on with an 11. With an 11? Okay, so, yeah, there are clearly two giants. They are, from what you're seeing, wrestling, but that's about the only thing you can figure out. You don't know whether it's a hostile thing. One of them clearly seems to have advantage, but they're not pressing it. The one that's not pressing it is laughing at the other one. And it's hard in the dark to tell which one is which. It just, you don't know Phil's laugh enough to know whether that's Phil laughing or the other giant. Lord Stanton, what do you see? So at that point, yeah, both giants stop what they're doing and turn and look at you, Stanton. What's going on here in common? In, in common, both of them kind of just give you kind of the shrug. They don't necessarily, neither one speaks common. All right. I, I, I basically, I, since no one, since neither one immediately charged at me, I'm basically assuming that things are, things are more or less diffused. I'm going to basically, I will, you know, I will draw down the bow and basically say, come on back to camp. Let's have dinner. I just start walking away. They look at each other confused as you start to walk away and they proceed to, to uh, start to wrestle again. I, at this point, I'm coming back to the corner and I, and, th- and I, I, I come up to Thandor and I said, there are now two giants. They're in the middle of horseplay. I'm going to go fix dinner. And I just... Yep. I, Give me an insight roll before you walk off. Since you're the only one that's seen both giants. Was one of them Phil? Uh, inside of 16. And from what I could tell, one of them was Phil, right? Yes, one of them was Phil. And the other one looked oddly like Phil, but not Phil. And that's the best way I explained it to explain to the Thandor. It basically looks like Phil's found family. They're screwing around like brothers do, like my kids do. I'm going to go fix dinner. All right, so Stanton walks off. What are you going to do? I'm going to walk around the corner and watch. Why not? As you continue to watch, eventually you see that one of the giants has the other one pinned down to the ground by the shoulders. And he seems to yell something at him. And the other one yells something back. And the one who's pinning the other one down uh, stands up and reaches down to pull the other giant uh, back up. And they both then turn and look at you because they they probably heard you clanking. And or just waves. Yeah, Phil waves back. The one that looks like Phil, but is not Phil, kind of shrugs at you. I make the sign of time to eat. At that point, it's weird. The The one that's Phil but not Phil picks up what appears to be two deer carcasses, flings them over his shoulder, and, you know, kind of gestures as if he'll follow you. Phil then attempts to grab the, the, the carcasses from the other one, and they, you know, start slap fighting with their hands as, as Phil tries to take the deer from him. They start to walk towards you, I guess, assuming you're, follow, you're, you're following Stanton back towards camp now. And you know you you know you hear the the, the sounds of basically giant yeah you know, stop that no no these are mine <laughs> as as they walk back eventually Stanton Fezzik and uh, Marcus and Thandor you all see the two giants enter camp um, they both kind of stand out at the edge of the light uh, of the fire that Val has built 
and the you know the one that's carrying the the deer carcasses throws them down um, as if saying cook them up. We proceed to walk over. I look up. I acknowledge. Thank you. I pick the I pick one of the deer up. And I start dragging it over to close to the fire, so I can start prepping it for dinner. Anybody grab a second deer? No one. I'll help you prep the second one. Okay, yeah, as they watch you kind of prep from where they're standing, you see them kind of whisper to each other, and they, yeah, there's not really a lot of places for them to sit, so they kind of go sit on the side of the hill, and they're just kind of watching you all cook as they kind of talk in giant. Um, I guess roll, roll a perception, anybody who wants to, to kind of get a sense for Absolutely. what the conversation is about. Absolutely. Ah! 25. I guess I have been eavesdropping. We've been eavesdropping while we've been prepping dinner. 14 for me. Yeah, so as they're they're talking, you hear Phil get very quiet, almost as if kind of holding back tears, as he tells clearly as probably either a brother or cousin of the story of what happened and how he got here. And that you're beginning to identify some words more by tone than by the actual you knowing what they are. But it, it based based on what you, you know you know of the missing giant female, it's probably, you know, he's telling you know the other one about you know the sorcerer or cleric, whatever it was that kidnapped his wife for laying that to him. And, you know, the other one kind of, you know, reaches over and pats him on the shoulder and sets his club um, down next to him, basically telling him that he's united in helping him search. Finishing up the prepping of dinner and at some point realizing we don't necessarily have a giant size pan or plate for them to eat off of. Yeah, they'll probably take a roasted leg, you know, something large like that to satiate their hunger. All right, that we can do. Hold on here. As you know, as at least for you know, the group that was there when they met Phil, you know, he was chomping on raw deer at the time. Uh, no, no, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they're at least smart, smart enough to know cooked is better than uncooked. Right. So, um, in this case, well, then we'll pull off effectively take. <laughs> the rear of a deer, you, you give him two legs off the back, carefully balancing over my little halfling shoulders. I'm going to walk over and I'm going to basically look and basically just offer them up. Giant Renaissance style of offering them each a, the giant you know, deer leg. Yeah. Instead of the turkey leg. Yeah, they, they, they each grab, grab a leg and they start chawing. Phil seems at least yeah, relieved now that he's with someone he knows. So Fandor will go Phil, and do the prayer sign. Yeah, and Phil, Phil will put his finger to his lips, <laughs> and then kind of you know say something to his his relative, <laughs> and yeah, the two of them then bow their heads, um, waiting for 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 you, Thandor. Dear George, thank you for this food. Thank you for bringing us all together. Thank you for bringing Phil's friend to keep him company tonight, and for the meal that they brought us. If and can. To your surprise, you hear um, Phil say George, you know, and something else that, that you didn't quite catch because you don't speak giant. But he, 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 he's, you know, clearly he understands or knows what George is. After dinner's completed, uh, Corin, is there anything you want to do to the camp? I know you, you, you know, you're, you're into renovations. You did change out of horse form after I unloaded you, right? Yes, I did. He did, yes, he did. In fact, he probably 
he probably could have changed to just get out of you know carrying stuff and had it drop yeah you're you're eating it's getting you know further into the evening yeah you are in a fairly safe spot you think you would probably have hear, heard anything that was approaching one would argue if we have two giants in a the neighborhood they're going probably better at watching than we are or am i just assuming too much um i guess roll history real quick <laughs> For me, see how much you would know. I would hope I know a lot, but yes, well, you know, you do actually roll an advantage. Um, oh, thank you. All right, roll an advantage. I appreciate since, that. yeah, you are a ranger and uh, you have lived here quite a bit. Why, yes, yes, with a 17, I would know exactly what's going on. Know that they are, um, that they've probably been very distracted because they're voracious eaters, but that you know, once they're done eating, it will probably do well at, you know, sitting post, you know, because they'll be able to see a little bit further down the trail than any of the rest of you. I look at what's been left over after everybody's eaten, um, assuming that Val has eaten and Marcus has eaten, basically making sure again that everybody in the group has eaten. Yeah, every, everybody seems to have gotten their fill of venison. Well, I want to make sure then that in this case, Phil and not Phil are our new guards for the moment get more. So I will bring over more for them to eat. Um, they they greedily take it. <laughs> okay. You know, almost you detect a little bit of kind of disappointment that you guys took the small portion that you did for yourselves. Um, you just thought you were going to cook them from from not Phil. I'm sorry, I don't understand that. So not Phil was kind of somewhat expecting you to cook them and not eat any. Oh. And he assumed you had your own food. There's like a little bit of disapproval and sharing. He's willing to do that for the uh, price of cooking. You can see that was not what he expected. I think you should give him one of your sticky buns. Oh, absolutely. Assuming, you know, I I, I look at, I look in the Dutch oven that I offered Val before, and there are still a fair number of sticky buns in there. It works to my advantage because then, in fact, I'm going to have to set them up to get them ready for the morning. Okay, so as you're looking in there, you see not Phil reach in and just scoop out the rest. I nod and I smile approvingly, and I go back and get ready to actually set up another batch for breakfast, you know, for breakfast in the morning, basically doing all my nighttime prep in the Dutch oven, so that way then they can just go on and get warm. Yeah, so you see not Phil reach over his shoulder, and he pulls out what looks like either a giant wine or water skin, and just... Yeah, he pours a lot of this liquid into his mouth, and you see that it's kind of spilling off to the side. He hands it to Phil, um, who does basically the same, and you know, then hands it back to Not Phil, who recaps it and slings it back over his shoulder. And you know, the two of them seem much more content and happier than they were before they consumed whatever was in that satchel. And I guess if you want, you can roll perception to see if you can smell um, anything in, in, in... Yeah, I think on 18, I'm going to get... Now, uh, actually, to your surprise, the only scent you get is, you know, the moisture that you would expect from water is is, is hinted in the air. So, you know, you're not thinking... They, they, they're they satiated from a feast rather than, than, you know, than, than, you know, having to worry about them on guard duty, not paying attention because they're consuming wine. Even better. Even better. Great. So uh, what would you like to do now that uh, you've uh, basically fed and watered your friends? Uh, go back over by the fire, basically clean the last of dinner up, basically get breakfast ready at 7 in the morning, and uh, 
have the Dutch ovens ready and basically buy the residual heat from the fire, they'll be able to do a slow cook over, you know, over throughout the night. And in the morning, whatever has to be finished, we can just finish with uh, restarting the coals or lighting a small fire to finish them off. So that way then there'll be fresh biscuits and biscuit cinnamon buns and the like in the morning. Uh, I basically police around to make sure there's no other loose food, not necessarily as much. I'm worried about uh, Phil and not Phil making a mess. I'm worried about other things coming in and being attracted by the smell. At least with a Dutch oven, the lids are closed. Not, the smell's not going to travel as much. Just, just being safe, being prepared, being a responsible person in the outdoor. Yeah, you definitely don't have a lot of options in terms of like, you know, flying your bear bags up trees. We're looking around. I'm looking around the campus and cleaning up there. What is Marcus doing? What is Val doing? So, yeah, Marcus clearly gone back to his daily prayer sessions. Val seems to be using a toothpick, not necessarily pick his teeth, but you just see him sitting off to the side, being thoughtful and looking at the two uh, giants. Wander over to Val. And just, and I'm going to ask, did he get any sense of what our friends over there are doing? trying to figure out uh, this is a bit of a coincidence wouldn't you say that a family member of uh, your friend just happens to be out here uh coincidence <laughs> coincidence probably the first or second word that came to my mind but i i think uh surprise puzzlement i am a little concerned yes what pray is your concern i wish to uh, determine if it matches mine uh, well, uh, uh, the rest of the group has known Phil before I joined them, so there's a level of trust with Phil, but the other giant, and I point to him, I basically look and say, for now, let's call him not Phil. Uh, is someone, you know, to appear like this out of the blue, I'm a little concerned, but for the most part, he's been pleasant enough. He shared the food with us. He's more or less, you know, he and Phil are getting along just fine, but since I don't speak giant and I don't know either of them very well, I am concerned that maybe something's going to happen to us that I'm not ready for. My concern is is very similar to that. Of all the languages that you would think that a, a dragon would have picked up over the years, interestingly enough, giant was not one of them that I picked up. So yeah, I'm... I'm very puzzled by just this yeah, coincidence, shall we call it. Um, I, I don't know about you, but uh, I still think we should probably have one of us each keep watch just in case uh, something's afoot. Do you want to take the first watch? Do you want me to take the first watch? I, I do not uh, necessarily need all that much sleep, and even in elf form, I will probably only meditate through part of the evening. Um, so why don't you go ahead and get sleep and then... Uh, and when most of the night is over, uh, you know, should I wake you or Thandor or Fezzik, um, Orin? Why don't you wake me and then when I finish, I'll wake Fezzik. Because Fezzik, by then, I'll have coffee resi- ready for Fezzik. Hmm, yes, I would partake of some of that uh, as well. And in fact, he pats his bag. He's like, I may even have a little something that uh, you'd be uh, happy to see that uh, I'm assuming you haven't had in a while. When the time comes, I'll come check on me in a couple hours. And, uh, at this point, I, I trust I trust Val's going to keep an eye on us, and I'm going to I'm going to bed down after making sure that, that the food area has been, been been secure for the night. Okay, yeah, you feel fairly comfortable. Um, how about the rest of you? Uh, you know, who, who else is I guess making preparation? I I have a question for Lord Staten. 
do we need to talk to the Giants? Because in the morning, I can probably make that happen. That's a good question. Uh, well, certainly, I would want to talk to them to let them know. I, I want to find out more about, let's call him not Phil for now. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I'd, like, I'd like to know more about him. But for the moment, you know, yeah, let's wait till the morning to talk to him. All right. So, Thandar will start prepping the tongue spell for the morning, or start reading about it. Okay. Uh, Val's going to take the first watch, and I'll tell tell Thandor and, and the rest. Val's going to take the first watch. I'll take a second, and that way then, by the time I'm done the second watch, I'll have coffee ready for you for a second. I'll wake you up. So, while you're doing this um, and doing your sweep at the campsite, you're going to notice that I fell asleep face first into my plate. After hauling all the gear and taking different animal shapes, corn is out cold about two-thirds of the way through dinner. I look around. I find the appropriate blanket. I cover him up and basically take his face out of the ball. <laughs> corn gets the night off from what? It's been a long, it's been a long day for him. Absolutely. Um, how about you, Fezzik? What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to go out towards the perimeter and lay my bedroll out that way. Make sure that nobody rolls around too much overnight and rolls down the hill. <laughs> they got hit me first. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> That's probably you know, wise knowing, uh, you know, Cora is excitable even in his sleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just make sure I can see where Fezzik is laying out so that way I know where to go over I have the coffee pot set up, put by the edge of fire, along with the rest of the stuff. So that way, then things are slowly percolating, I'm not intended. Um, when a shift change occurs. All right. Um, and tell you what, since we're close to 10 now, let's uh, we'll pick up there next time. <laughs> This past week, we celebrated Martin Luther King's Day. One of the things that we should remember every year at this time is that our nation is a work in progress and that it's our responsibility as citizens to make sure we come together, help each other out, and make this world a better place for everyone. So next time you see a neighbor in need, reach out. Let them know you're there and find a way to uplift them, support them, or just let them know they matter. As always, we'd love for you to follow us on Twitter at Leaders and Legacy. We'd also like you to head over to leadersandlegacies.com so that you can find out all about the show, find out a little bit more about the players, and subscribe to uh, our blog so you can get all the latest articles as they come out. You can also subscribe to our Patreon to support us with your dollars. When you support us through Patreon, you help us afford things like art for the show, character portraits, and so much more. So please consider being a Patreon at the $5, $10, or $25 levels, each of which comes with some pretty neat thank you gifts after 3 to 12 months of support. Or head over to Podchaser, where you can leave us a review. Um, we'd love to have you do that. 
Additional art may have been licensed from Shutterstock.com. Remember that all the opinions are our own and that Leaders and Legacies has no direct relationship or affiliation with Dungeons and Dragons, the Wizards of the Coast, or the Boy Scouts of America. But we would like you to get involved with both of those organizations because they're pretty darn swell. We'd also like to thank Catherine Evans for our awesome logo. Become a Patreon to hear your name here. And never forget to remember whatever the giant language equivalent of mm, is, is what you get. <laughs>